What a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of amrays and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of Blockbuster Video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom-and-pop video store killer, the corporate big-choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars, who are in the know, arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Talkbuster podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. The Chippa Chipman. Um, before I get into my special guest for the day, I like to thank the people that allow me to do this. My $15 or more a month patrons, you are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin C.V., Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nicky, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott Arcuri, and Sure Hanson Gusted. Thank you all so much. Um, like I said, I started doing this list when there were only about five $15 or more a month patrons. And the fact that all of you are willing to help out and support someone trying to put good content out on the internet, who also is a single income household, has children, has bills, and has a wife that just got over having COVID. Thank you all so, so much for the support. And to my newest patrons, Ralph Lund, Luke Donnelly, Tom Painter, Cassandra Raguchi, Carolyn Thompson, Brian Beshia, Patrick R. Young, Scott R. Curie, and Chris Charles. This show is a lot of my shows is brought to you by Skeeter Plays. It's one of my best friends, Steve Brennan's Let's Play shows over on YouTube. Go and check it out. You will not be disappointed. And with that, my special guest today is Janessa, who I met through the wonderful Blockbuster fan pages on Facebook. And uh, we're going to talk about Blockbuster. So Janessa, introduce yourself to the fans. Hi, my name is Janessa Penno, and I am a former store manager and regional assistant for Blockbuster and been for 10 years. Um, so I'm excited uh, to, to join you today. Awesome. That's so cool. So when, um, what time period did you work for the company? Uh, I started working for them back in 1996 and I left, well, actually, no, that was 95. And I left in 2006 when our region was disbanded and, oh. uh, yeah, stuff started to go downhill after that. So Yeah, it's I mean, you were right in the sweet spot, right? I, I started in two thousand one and I had been a customer, you know, I got my my first car in two thousand 
So I had been a customer and my brother worked there and I ended up befriending the whole staff. And so one day they just said, you know, you should probably apply. And, you know, I, I was, I was getting ready to go to college and you know, I didn't care. I, I worked weekends, you know, but, uh, yeah. it was, um, it was, you know, I, I started as a CSR in Salem, Massachusetts, the horror capital of the world. Um, and, uh, we got moved from that store. They split us all up because we were, we had great numbers. So they, you know, kind of turned us into shift leaders and store managers sure. and moved us all around. And so I worked, God, Salem, Peabody, Middleton, Swampskid, Lynn, Woburn. Um, <laughs> but um, I ended up ending my time in the Woburn store as a store manager. Um, and that I was a store manager at 20, God, no, not even 20, at 19. Yeah, <laughs> it was so that same actually. I was a storm. I turned store manager at nineteen. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had started uh, as a CSR in Oakland, California. Actually, the store was in Montclair, um, and I loved it. It was like the best job for a high school kid, like yep. ever. Um. So yeah, it ended up being a key carrier or shift lead with that location and uh, then made a uh, life change, excuse me, and decided to move to Wisconsin. So right. <laughs> um, well, my family's originally from here, so I have a lot of family and that's actually where I, I, st I live now. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, I ended up moving out here and I had opened up the Pewaukee, Wisconsin franchise location. So from the ground up, like literally interviewing with boxes all over the place that hadn't even opened yet. It was fantastic. Um, so I was with them for a couple of months and then my store manager got uh, caught uh, stealing. So uh, isn't that always the way? <laughs> she was it was the whole uh take a check in and then like credit off and then pocket the remainder kind of thing uh -huh. so, yeah so she ended up getting uh fired and um <laughs> my my regional manager was like so would you like to be a store manager like I literally just turned 19 like two weeks ago are you kidding me um, so I accepted the challenge and it was fantastic. Um, one of my favorite stories of that, like, since we're kind of talking about age and just being like, oh yeah, for that, um, I, I had a customer in front of me with like a small line behind and I'm the store manager at this point and customer, you know, was berating me because of, I don't have any late fees, you know, the old, uh -huh. I know I turned it in, blah, blah, blah. And I kept asking, like, okay, t just tell me why. Why? And he's like, I know I turned it in. Okay, but like, give, give me something to help you out here so that I can do this for you. I'm not just going to randomly be like, oh, okay, fine. And um, so we're going back and forth. And finally, he's like, well, I dropped my kid off at so-and-so. And so I know that I dropped it off. I'm like, okay, great. There you Started go. Off, watched him walk out the door. Have, have a nice day. The woman behind him comes up and she's just like, I'm so sorry when they treat kids like that. I just, and I'm like, ma'am, I am the store manager. <laughs> I am not the ah. kid. Although, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I, I was just absolutely floored. Um, one of my, one of my favorite situations like that was 
standing there checking out people and being a 19 year old kid and the guy getting on, well, I don't want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to your store manager because I know he <laughs> has the authority to fix this for anybody. And I said, Oh, so I turned around, turned back around and said, hi, how are you? <laughs> he, did not. I love it. he was not happy. <laughs> Let me put my store manager badge on. Okay. And I just and I just pointed to my name tag and then pointed to the sign behind me that said store manager Chris Chipman. And I'm like, uh <laughs> and he was so he was he was so apologetic that I ended up taking it off for him. But it was just it was a wonderful bit of theatrics because we were jammed and everyone was just like, oh crap. And I was like, ah, yes. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So um I love um, probably about a year and a half, and then I had decided that uh, I was moving back to California for some time, and I returned to corporate life and have ran a couple of corporate stores out there uh, in the Sacramento area. So I was in Orangevale, Fair Oaks, uh, the San Juan stores, and um, had a great group of, of people that I worked with, absolutely loved it. Um, a lot of my yo-yoing back and forth between the states was due to a relationship. And unfortunately, that ended again. And so I said, you know what, I'm going back to, to Wisconsin. And at that point, um, I had left Blockbuster. And I spent about a year as a regional or a, uh, a project coordinator for an engineering firm. So something completely different. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm an engineer. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an engineering project manager. Isn't that wild? That is awesome. Yeah. So I was working for a company that they were making um, or doing the design work for uh, nuclear power plants. And yep. we were working on one in Wyandotte, Michigan. And then um, the beautiful company Enron had went belly up and uh -huh. I lost my job and because they froze assets on, you know, everything that kind of had anything to do with energy at that point. And uh, so I, within the course of a couple of months, I watched the entire office uh, from 200 plus people down to a small group get let go. And uh, it was just a really hard time. And I was out of, out of work for a while. And uh, I decided, you know what? I can always go back to Blockbuster. I really didn't want to go back to the quote retail hours. That was yep. hard, you know, of, doing some mornings and then doing some nights and like your your hours your body is just all over the place you know so I wasn't my ideal at that point and in that stage of my life but I said you know what I can try and so I had uh, applied I was back in Wisconsin and I had applied um, for a store manager position and I was contacted by the regional manager or actually a district manager at that point and they were like we're looking for a regional assistant. You've got some admin work and you've been in the store. We think it would be awesome. So yeah, I ended up taking the job as a regional assistant. And that was a great opportunity because I could speak the language of the store. I knew what was going on, um, but it also helped me in my career. You know, it was a, it was a good, good stepping stone into to other things down the, the, my life path. Um, right. But so just kind of a fun fact, I actually, while I was getting the job offer, like I got the call, I just happened to be online. I was helping my dad's business out at the time and I was doing an instant messaging 
chat with a friend of mine. And then all of a sudden this guy popped up, didn't know him. And um, <laughs> we started talking about movies and because at first I was like, so, he's just a creep. Like he doesn't even know me. Why is he talking to me? You know, kind of thing. And yep. um, so, yeah, we started talking about movies and felt a little bit more comfortable. And then I got the call that I was a job offer and I had been unemployed for too many months and I was so excited about it. So I actually asked the guy if he wanted to join me for a drink that night and uh, fast forward nine years and we got married. So oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So it's just kind of funny. Like that's how my husband and I got together. He actually worked for a mom pa video store in town and uh, hated Blockbuster because, you know, it was the mom of course. Pa, right? And uh, so we would have this like uh, love hate going back and forth, you know, oh, Blockbuster's great. No, it's not. A, you know, they, they would run the mom and pa out. And like, no, it, it was fantastic. So there's the budding romance right there. No, that's great. You guys, you guys have to sit down and watch the documentary together. Oh, okay. And, and let me and let me tell you, num number one, because it's great, and I and I and I know the people who made it, so it's 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 it was really cool to listen. But to know that the last blockbuster in the country or world, sorry, was yeah. a franchised mom and pop store that mm -hmm. got that got bought by Blockbuster kept the franchise name on the door even though you know so it's like it's blockbuster video but it still says operated by pacific video ken and sure. deb tisher you know right and now is the last one in the world that outlived the company that killed out the mom and pop stores it's yeah so that cool. irony is strong it, oh, yes it, it's just and again it's a testament it's a testament to like you said it being a great place to work for i mean yeah. all, all all retail is hard work and there's there's yeah. bad parts of all retail but the company allowed the individual stores at least when they were doing really well to to just be a great place for just like a community of people like our, our regular customers loved coming in and talking yeah. to us we, we weren't like you know hawking a mcdonald's burger and getting them in and out as quick as possible it was no come here let me tell you what else you're gonna like you know don't get that new michael bay movie get this you know yeah. it was it was a lot of fun and um and i loved anytime we got a regional manager that had worked through the stores it was mm -hmm. always someone they, they talked the same way you did it's like i speak your language so i'm not going to come in here and pretend that you know i know how this stuff works because i don't need to pretend i know i know that what i'm asking you is hard you know and i but but i have solutions you know let me help you out i mean one of our regional managers would come in on tuesday mornings for a big release or monday you know and help us face the wall you know okay. like just because they liked us so much you know yeah. and they wanted our store to do well this was in the back of a store and I mean, yep. it was a gigantic store, but I absolutely loved that because I still felt like I was connected. I mean, yes, I could talk to them. Um, I could talk to any of the stores, but um, showing up to work every day and, and walking through the store and still feeling it like that was, it still felt like I was connected. Um, oh yeah. And I, the, the Woburn store, the Woburn store was the regional office that I ended up being the store manager at. And I'll tell you at 19, knowing that I had that support system oh, downstairs, yeah. you know, 
that I could just call down and go, I'm in way over my head right now. Like, you know, you know, there's just something like whether it was, you know, a financial thing or, you know, something, and they, they were just right there. You know, the, the, yeah. the loss prevention guy was down there, the, you know, all the district managers and they, they, you know, go out and get coffee for us when we were working, you know, and we'd do the same for them. It was, it was just yeah. such a cool, it was such a cool experience because, you know, it's not like we were getting paid incredible amount of money, but the job was fun. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, what's really kind of sad though is, is thinking about how amazing Friday and Saturday nights were and <laughs> yes. getting, getting to know your community and, you know, putting some popcorn on and all of a sudden your popcorn sales go through the roof, you know, because the whole place smells amazing and, yep. you know, and, and helping people find those things. Like I, kids just aren't going to ever understand that and having everything readily accessible and just downloading and it's there while that's convenient, you're missing out. I mean, I just think it was so awesome having people, I need you to help me find, uh, you know, a movie for my kids tonight or that absolute rush of, uh, you know, around the holidays and in all the holiday films are, nope, sorry, it's checked out. Christmas vacation yep. is out until tomorrow, you know, trying I to loved, I loved the rush of like all the local blockbusters were like, you know, buddies with each other. So you yeah. like, you'd go, you know, Hey, we just got 15 copies of something in, in our Dropbox. You know, we have a busy store, but if you got someone in the store that's like a regular of yours, that's looking for it right now, shoot us a call. We'll put one aside for them. You know, yeah. we, we did that for each other and people came back for that reason. It's like, we, I can't go and make you another copy up here, but I can do that extra effort. That's going to make you come here again. And what, yeah. I mean, your, your $4 and 50 cent movie isn't going to break your bank, but if you keep coming in every week, that's going to keep us alive. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. it's really important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So one of the the most amazing things, and I don't know, I, I think you were no, you probably weren't in the stores yet, but um when Titanic came out. Oh, I was a customer for that. Oh my lord. As a store manager, I that just the prep of that alone was phenomenal like just insane i couldn't walk in my back back my back room at all i had so many boxes of these tapes ready to go it was it was insane how much wall space that took and having to move everything around and the the tetris game of that was insane did your store do a midnight release for it we did we did yeah. um ours so our entire district did, although it probably wasn't one of the the bigger, like we were in, um, you know, the suburbs and that type of thing. Yeah. So I think the ones that were in Sacramento, closer to downtown, had like bigger deals and more costumes and things like that. But I mean, it was the anticipation of that and people lining up outside. I've never, never experienced that in my life. That was just so very cool. I, I love I love events like that. It was crazy. It was it was so cool. Were you around um, for the uh, Las Vegas trip? I um, was not uh, able to go, but I was around for it. Yes. Okay. That have you talked to other 
other store managers. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but not on this show, really. I think there's maybe one person I've had on this show that went before. So, so go for it. <laughs> I'd oh. love to hear more. So, oh gosh, what was it? 2000, I think it was. I think um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel like I'm showing my age. It was either um, 2000 or 2002. It was, it was really early 2000s. That's, that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so I moved, I moved back out to Wisconsin in 2003. So I'm guessing it was, yeah, probably 2001, maybe. Yep. But anyway, um, so they, they paid for all of the store managers across the country to come together into Vegas and have like a convention. Um, I, the things that I remember uh, very, very vividly were the fact that we were supposed to be the very first guests at the Venetian Hotel. Oh, and wow. they did not have it ready in time. And the there was something with wrong with the electrical uh, within the hotel rooms themselves. So like our convention was was still able to happen at the Venetian. But imagine taking 2,000 plus store managers and spreading them out over all of Vegas and then having, <laughs> yeah. So we had like these taxi vouchers that would allow us to just hop in and then go wherever we needed. So like our district, so I was, I was in Sacramento at the time. So our, our district was staying at the Hilton that had the Star Trek uh, exhibit yep. at it. And so not necessarily on the strip by any means. And um, I remember we were standing outside a group of us and there was a limo that was parked right out in front. And the driver was just leaning up against it. And we were standing next to the sign waiting for the taxi. And then the, the limo driver asked us, he's like, uh, so you guys are with Blockbuster, right? Well, of course, we're all like, you know, in our polos and blockbustered up and our entire group was all in red like so we can coordinate yeah 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 we are and uh he goes well do you guys want to ride where were you wanting to go we're like shut up no way <laughs> okay <laughs> yes uh so we decided that we wanted to go to caesar's and uh so he took us there he just happened to be john aniaco's driver and he was That's waiting awesome so <laughs> We pulled up to Caesars and stepped out in our khakis and red polos with our Blockbuster logos. Like we were the ballers. It was so funny. Absolutely so funny. Absolutely loved it. So but that entire trip was, um, it was a blast. We had, they had uh, theme parties for us every night. Um, one of them was, uh, the, the one that I remember the most was the, the mummy themed one and they had artifacts from the movie. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was so, so awesome. Um, the, one of the coolest things though, uh, so obviously the rewards card was, you know, the big thing, right? The big push. Yep. Um, seeing my name and my store number on the big sign with all the other store managers that was probably one of the coolest moments though. Like I felt like so proud of my store for being able to accomplish and get to that level. And um, yeah, seeing my name up there was, was something fantastic for sure. That, that, that was when the company was at its best. They, you know, that, yeah. that era, that like mid to late nineties to mid two thousands where the, everything was just building up all of the success like we're successful and so we want to make sure you guys know that you're thanked for allowing yeah. us to be that way well i i loved they did a bunch of local 
you know, like district um, based, um, like get together events, you know, when I was, when I was a, a store manager and it was just really nice to be thanked that way. If like, yeah. hey, here's a dinner, we're just going to, you know, have an award night. And we're going to tell, and it's like, this is so, so much better than, um, what I expected retail to be, you know? <laughs> so are you, are you referencing the fourth quarter kickoff, uh, parties? Yeah. 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 So that was, um, actually becoming a regional assistant, I would be the one to plan those. So, so seeing cool. it on the other side was crazy, but yeah. Um, I just the anticipation, like you're sitting there waiting for like the video to come on and you're knowing like what all the big releases are going to be. Um, you get goosebumps, you know, like it was just so much fun. Loved every minute of it. It really wasn't to be like, to feel like you were on like, and again, it is, it, it you know, I don't think like at a clothes store or at a Walmart or at a Best Buy, the experience is quite the no. same because we were yeah. such a specialized product. And yeah. so you felt like you were part of the industry. It's like, I I don't, I don't feel like I'm renting movies to people. I'm part of Hollywood. I am part of this movie industry. Like I'm part of what keeps it ticking, you know? Yes. And, um, I, uh, I, I, it's fascinating and I'd like to know more, you know, my whole experience ended at the store, you know, so tell, tell me more about like what it was like, you know, on the other side, like being a, a regional, a regional assistant like that, like what, what is like, did it feel that same way or was it, you know, more just, you know, business and, you know, uh, check boxes, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't know much about it. So hit, hit yeah. me. Yeah. So, um, I would say it felt different. Uh, yeah. It, you know, certainly I was connected to the stores and, and, and that type of thing. But I, as a regional assistant, uh, my biggest things were um, obviously pulling all of the data from all of the stores. So I get faxes and, you know, all crunching all that data so that my regional manager would know where the sales were at and that type of thing. But did you have to print it all out on dot matrix printer paper like I did, or did you get something more fancy? No, I had a nicer printer than that. <laughs> I'm just messing around. That just always cracked you. Like the waiting, like, you know, the printout at the end of the yeah. day and I'm sitting there yeah. going, oh, and, yeah. and like, you know, half the store managers I knew, they go, we don't know how to read that. What are you talking? So I like, I tried to like go through it and figure out what, it, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> that back in the office, we had nicer stuff than that. Yeah. That's too funny. Um, Do you know the last store is still using that same equipment? Of course they are. Oh when the, when God. the, fran when, when the franchises were the last to go, right? So when yeah. the franchises went down after corporate, they all started pooling. They said there was a centralized warehouse in each district that still had blockbusters, like just an, a closed down store that they just compile all the old, you know, um, uh, oh tape God. systems and, and Sandy has a, a, a closed blockbuster. Cause there were four more that, that, that they just keep it all in. And a guy, um, David, who I think it's David or Dan, I'm going to mess it up. Who's been on this show was a blockbuster corporate it guy who went off on his own and he does freelance. And now his main job is supporting that final store. He wrote me a message the other night that said, I needed to share this with you. You know what's so wild? I'm creating a 3325032 sale mm -hmm. or 250, whatever their um, sale code for the last Blockbuster documentary to be rented at the last Blockbuster on VHS. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to write that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Well, um, so in the in the regional office, um, the other two kind of main things that I would do would be customer service and then also um, doing the, the the meetings, the manager meetings. We would do our, our district meetings and then um, planning like the big functions and that type of thing. So um, the elevated customer service. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so dealing with it on a store level is one thing and being face to face with people is is fine. But then you've got those habituals um, uh-huh. and they've got your number and they won't stop calling. <laughs> I oh, have, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to name names or anything because this is, I'm still living and working in the community of, in which of course, this is from. Of course. But there was uh, there was one man who was an alderman, the city of Milwaukee, and his son, no, no, his son was the alderman. He was the the, the senior, right? Same name that he was the senior. Yep. And so he would he would go into a store and tell them this doesn't work. And I want <laughs> I want another movie. And they're like, well, we can give you the same movie. Nope, I want a different movie. And he would go store to store to store to store. Once they kind of found out about him, you know, then he would move on. And then he would keep doing this. And he would call in and I swear he sounded like an old woman. He wasn't. (laughs) Um, With a really heavy smoker's voice, you know. Oh, my God. To the point where I had to finally say, clearly, your equipment does not work with our stuff. It doesn't work at any of our locations. All of our stuff is bad for you. I just don't know what else to do for you. Um, So maybe you should go to Hollywood. (laughs) Uh. And he he would get so mad. But I was like, "I I don't know what else to do for you. Like, clearly, this isn't working. Um, because we kept finding him out and the stores would give him credit after credit and then they would escalate it to me and I'm like, oh yeah, so there's clearly a pattern here. Um, oh, yeah, he was, he was totally ripping movies. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then that, it's kind of strange too, because his son, who was the alderman was sitting in the parking lot at one of our locations at 12 at night car running back of the lot and just sitting there and our store manager had called and they were like we just don't feel comfortable we don't know what's going on the windows are tinted like it's just just creepy right so we said well go ahead and and you know contact the cops and have them just do a drive-by like pull into the parking lot and just check it out because we don't want you to put yourself into a situation where you would be at harm and so sure enough, he, you know, they come in and he got mad that the cops were called on him. Why are you being all creepy sitting in our parking lot at like 12 o'clock at night? We're getting ready to like exit the building. So the cops told him to move along. He goes up to the front of the store and he starts screaming out, you know, like expletives and whatnot. Of course. Okay. <laughs> you can just chill out. This is the alderman though. Like he was I'm like, why 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 but anyway so yeah oh i cannot even imagine 
Because we because yeah. we got it really bad in the stores, and then as a store manager, you got the calls because they'd get the number. But I mm-hmm. cannot imagine the because again, sometimes people that had legitimate concerns, great. I'm so glad you're calling. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But oh my god, the the amount of like you said, the the repeat offenders, the regulars. <laughs> well, and and I became really good friends with somebody in the corporate office because they would be able to see all of the the activity on that one card whereas yeah. in the store level you wouldn't necessarily see that you'd see your stores activity yes so i would contact my my contact at customer service in in dallas and they would run a report and be like oh yeah over at this location and then he went to this location and then he went to that location and it's like oh my gosh the guy hasn't paid for a movie in two years you know like this is insane. so we we had we had a funny situation like that that we ended up being wrong and it was um it was oh. either me me or my assistant store manager that came up with the determination i think it was me so we had a district a person that was going through around the store for the district like that, that we were all convinced was renting and ripping movies. And then, so that was the complaint. Oh, it doesn't work. They get another one. And then they, until we, you know, you know, turn off the spigot for them. And then they say, okay, I'm going somewhere else. But I looked at it. It was either me or the assistant. And I said, it's all Disney movies. I said, it's not every movie they rent. It's just the Disney movies. And I don't know if you remember this, but Disney being the type of people they are, they're kind of like Nintendo. Disney DVD wasn't just a clever name. Disney DVD was a special kind of DVD. And it's not like with Blu-ray where you your your players just hooked up to the internet so it can update the firmware and you know be better. So Disney DVDs needed a special kind of DVD player to play them. So low rent brands they always had problems in and literally i talked to the person one day and they said no i'll bring in my dvd player and i'll show you it and i'm like i think you need to buy a new dvd player <laughs> like, oh and it gosh. ended up solving the problem <laughs> oh my um, gosh yeah. yeah and it's funny right you get a brand like disney that does something like that and then yeah. you realize that what are most bargain basement dvd players going to go in a kid's room so so of course we're gonna have all like they weren't thinking it's like don't make something special that not every player can play don't don't do that (laughs) oh yeah well and and the fight between which brand is gonna win out blu-ray or you know oh yeah yeah. oh that was so much fun um so i had i had a customer come in one time so i was at the franchise location at this point and he told me, he's like, a, a, I didn't- a really quick, really quick, silly question because yeah. I'll forget and not, not to cut you off, but you know, mm-hmm. um, you said uh, when, when you became a regional manager, was it in a franchised region or was it in a corporate region? So I was regional assistant, but yeah, that was all corporate. Okay. Cause I was going to say, did, did the franchise stores, cause I, I, I never knew, I never worked for a franchise. Did mm-hmm. the franchise stores have their own, like region or is it just no it's this one guy that has these three franchises and they're outside of the pocket of the region i never knew how that worked yeah so ours well and i, I guess every franchise would be different on how they're right. structured and how many right. stores they would have within it but we had five or six stores i think it was so he was in essence our regional manager but Gotcha. In essence, from a district, from a corporate perspective, it would be more in line with the district manager, but he reported to the owner of the company. 
just checking uh, and yeah. continue your story. It just that always fascinated me because you know a franchise store could have their own rules. Like they could have oh, yeah. you know the the rewind fees and all that stuff that my corporate store wasn't allowed to have anymore. The company didn't do that anymore, and the franchise right. still did. So it's like, all right, cool. Never mind. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. So, um, so this particular customer had come in and he's like, I, I, uh, I didn't like the movie and it was Kingpin and ah. he threw it on, he threw it on the counter. He's like, I didn't like it. I'm like, okay, you've had it for like five hours. So you watched it, right? Well, yeah, you watched it in its entirety. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to refund you because you consumed the product. Right. I mean, like you wouldn't go to the grocery store, buy a can of soda, drink yep. the entire thing and then return the empty can saying it was awful. You yep. know right away. You didn't and there's like nothing it. wrong with the product other than the fact that you didn't like it. <laughs> I can't account for your taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I ended up giving him the credit, but that one just that particular one has always stuck with me because I'm just like, wow. Why? Why? I yeah. loved I as as a store manager, you know, that was always my, you know, favorite thing to do would be the the guy who would win the situation by coming in and going, Well, I'm not gonna credit you for that, but I'll give you the next movie you rent for free. <laughs> you know, that was my way through it. And they they were usually like, I'm getting something. And I'm like, eh, yeah. okay. I'm like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like it's very easy for me to scan a free rental coupon barcode over here. You but, yeah. but no, and again, that that's that was our job, right? Is you, you never you gotta teach. There needs to be a little education and data being sent back in the other direction, so people right. don't. They it's it's not an entitlement thing. You don't just get to get special treatment. But at the same time, I'm not here to rip you off either. Like, tell right. me, like, yeah. like, oh, I rented this and it really wasn't for kids, and they ended up watching the whole thing, and then I saw the end of it and got, you know, it's like, oh no, I, I'm so sorry. You know totally what I mean? Like, let me get, let me get you something for them that's better for them, and you know, yeah. but, if, if, but the I didn't like this, so it's I your job. That I didn't like it. Free. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, it would. It just the the audacity of somebody coming in. Well, I watched the entire thing, but it sucked. So give me my money back. Why? Yeah, and, and that's a way different conversation that I got 10 minutes into it and realized it was an R-rated movie and we got it for family yeah. night. Could I get, that's way different. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So you, uh, so the relationship between franchise and corporate, I, I will say when I went back to corporate from being at a franchise location, um, I had contacted when I was moving back to Sacramento, I had contacted the district manager and they had an opening. So I was returning to an existing store and um, my now assistant manager was quite mad that she didn't get promoted and that she was in essence having to train me because yeah. corporate and franchise are different. I mean, they're Although I was a store manager and I dealt with all of the things, our functionality was different. The The systems that we would use were slightly different. Our rules were different. Yep. Um, and she was so mad that she didn't get promoted. And so there was always this kind of like point of contention. And I was younger than her. So that even pissed her off even more. Yeah. But, um but yeah, so it, there, there's definitely a, a difference between the, the difference, you know, the, the franchise and, and the corporate locations. Um, 
but I mean, the, the basics are the same, you know, in, in essence, uh, they're there. That's cool. Did, um, did your, did your stores, like any of the ones you work in, was there a lot of good camaraderie with the employees? Like, did you guys hang out together or? <sighs> yeah. Um, so it's one, I think all of us have moved around an awful lot, right? Like, you yeah, of course, have like a million stores under your belt. Um, I will say that I am still connected to my very first store manager on social media. It's on, Me on too. Facebook. Kenny, you were great. <laughs> um, and, and Tanya is the assistant manager. So, um, you know, certainly learned a lot from them and, and have maintained uh, being connected to them. I, I, I always struggled once I became a store manager, I always struggled with um, being friends with your employees. Yeah. And the, and the reason why I say that is, is it's really, really easy. And certainly as store managers, I was friends with a lot of the store managers and we had really, you know, strong connections. Um, but it, it was it was difficult with the employees because I felt like there were times that they would try to take advantage. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I, I had a, a, an assistant manager. So my idea of anybody who I would hire or, or promote into a leadership position was they should be able to walk into the store and get an idea of what their game plan is for that night, right? To walk in and be able to see, okay, there's a massive set that needs to be returned over here. You know, we we clearly have to get the, the wall set up for this or, you know, just have that kind of vision instead yep. of letting the the night take take you away because it's really easy to just get caught up with dealing with customers and stuff but if you're managing you ha you have to manage the store and you have to manage the people and make sure that they're doing their job so i have this i have this assistant manager who um i know he viewed me as a friend and um that i mean certainly that that was um acceptable but um, he kept coming back to me and saying, well, I need a raise. I need a raise. I'm doing all oh, this work. Oh, yeah, that makes it hard. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, you know, honestly, here, here I, need, I need you to be able to do this. And if you can't do this, then I can't give you that raise. And it was like I had murdered him. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You of know, course. it just it, it made it very awkward. And so I always was kind of tentative about that. Um, of crossing that line. Um, I had I had the unfortunate circumstance of having somebody who dealt with, um, I had an assistant manager who had uh, manic and bipolar issues. Uh -huh. Yep. And uh, I got a, a phone call from her at like 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, I'm dropping my keys in the box and I'm leaving. I'm like, oh. no, don't do that. Like, calm down. It's okay. You know, just just finish the evening, go home. We can talk about it tomorrow. And then, and I was, I was actually living with um, a store manager at a different location, you know, like, so we shared a home at that point. Yep. And um, I was like, I need your help. So the two of us ran over to the store because I was like, I had no idea what I was walking into at of that course. location was probably one of the largest locations in the area. And I walked in and my poor CSR, it's a Friday night, line going all the way to the back of the store. I hopped on register. We were just like trying to get, you know, the line down. And then I leaned over to him. I was like, where is she? 
And he's like, I don't know. I haven't seen her for a while. I think she's in the back room. So the oh, line, God. the line was down to a point. I went back there. She was cutting herself in the bathroom. Oh like, no. I don't even know what to do with this. But then all of a sudden it became my responsibility. Like this person like their fragile ego and their fragile, you know, state of being was like my responsibility. And I, Oh, Oh, it's, it's so I, hard. I, I was, I was a resident advisor in college. I, I always fall. We all, we, it seemed to be a, the people that were really good at the blockbuster thing always seemed to fall into the jobs where you, you get people at their most fragile like, you know, mm-hmm. I had to deal with call being a first responder to college students, same thing They just get themselves into a bad state. Yeah. You know, I, I feel so, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you, you stepped up and got down there because that one, that's not a good situation for the CSR or any of the customers in there. And two, that's a terrible thing yeah. to not, to, to not have someone show up and try to help you. You know, when yeah. you're, when you get caught in that, I, knowing so many people that are that way, oh my God, this is scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, and walking into, so she was in the, in the bathroom, in the back room. Oh. And it was like, there was just blood everywhere. I'm like, this is oh. a horror movie, you know? And I, I've never dealt with anything like that. And I mean, certainly I have a compassionate nature. And so that's obviously why I showed of up. Cause course. I just had that bad feeling that something was going on, but Oh my God. I mean, that was, that was really heavy. That was really, really heavy. That's terrible. Oh, I'm glad I'm, I'm hoping it worked out all right for everybody. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So friends, you make friends within the stores and, you know, certainly, um, you know, connected to, to some people still today, which was, which is certainly awesome. Yeah, um, you, you you made a good point though about when you move up in a position of power, it's harder. Yeah. You know, it's it's one thing coming in as like m- my buddy Scott, who's now still one of my very best friends. He was in my wedding party. In fact, almost my entire wedding party were people in in the first store I worked with, which is really <laughs> funny. Because um, remember, I told you we 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 think about it like we worked together for ten years. They split yeah. us up after like a year and a half because our yeah. numbers were so good. They moved us all around, but. Scott came in as a store manager so that the friendship came after the position of power. So he had authority before he was my friend. You know, I think when you move up from a CSR to a shift leader, to a store manager, and then you have to, it's like, no, you kind of have to put, and it's sad, but that's how the world is. You have to put that distance or you get that unfortunate situation like you had there of, you know, well, you're my friend. How come you can't just give me a raise? It's like, well, mm-hmm. I still have an expectation of you. Like mm-hmm. we, we can't let that I, at the end of the day, I still, we're both responsible for the well-being of this store. And it, yeah. it and, and I wish, I wish people could have accepted that better. Cause I feel like so much negativity happened in the company because the company had at least corporate in my region had a very strong friendships ruin this place like they literally had you know our district leader one of the ones we had i didn't like said you know employee friendship is a shrink creator is what oh they always gosh. said and i would and actually do you know the court as someone that worked in region you might know this do you know the um the business definition of the word shrink well the way that i would view that is is things walking off the shelves yeah and the the actual like if you follow you know like corporate business strategy, not just blockbuster. This is where it's employee theft. 
Yeah. And and the reason shrink is employee theft, and I get it when when you're a bottom line, you know, guy at the top. If you're if 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 things are walking out the door, it's your employee's fault, even if they're not the ones taking it. And mm-hmm. and I get that. I get that. But the I I always dislike the approach of you guys getting along means there's more apt to be shrink in your store. It's like because because we had the best numbers in the district, and we yeah. you know we spent all of our free time together outside of the store. I met my wife. She was she was the friend of my assistant store manager when I was a, sh- a CSR. She would show up, you know, sometimes they'd hang out after work. And so I'd yeah. end up going and hang out with them too. And, <laughs> you know, oh whatever, 18 years later, six years, you know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I, that that's, I actually have a story in regards to the franchise location. So um, my, I, out of the, the five stores that we were in our area, um, my brother, who I'm like nine years older than his uh-huh. best friend had a brother that also worked at one of the franchise locations. So it's kind of a weird situation where I was going over to this person's house to pick up my brother and our families are close friends. And I walked in the back door and there was a box of tapes sitting on the oh, floor no. right by the back, right by the, the, the door. And it clearly looked like it was the defective stuff, right? Like videotapes that needed to be fixed. And so I made a mental note of some of the names off of it and the part numbers that were associated with it. And then I contacted the store manager and said, hey, are you in the last inventory that you did? Are you missing X, Y, and Z? And they ran and they were like, yeah, actually, I am. Why? No. Well, I think I know where they're at. And I then the our owner, our regional manager or whatever, he came involved and he investigated it. They started running tapes and, and figuring out this guy. So the brother of my brother's best friend, who was an assistant manager at this location, would turn the tape off. His girlfriend would come in, they'd take a duffel bag and fill it with stuff and walk out. Yeah. And she would walk out. And then the tapes would return and, you know, the rest of the night would go on. But he stole money. He stole uh, product. He stole defective product. There was just a whole Uh. bunch of stuff, right? So I felt awful, but I felt like it was my duty. Instead of going to the family and saying something, my, my duty was to my job. Yep. And absolutely. So, and again, this is a franchise. So I was 19 at the time. I get a phone call from the dad. So mind you, our families are close. And he contacted me at the store and absolutely berated me. I was literally underneath my desk crying and ju- I mean, just tears. And he's like, why wouldn't you, you know, tell us first? And I'm like, because I have a job. Like, it's my job. Like, yeah, I don't I have to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who it is. I have to do it. Yeah. And you're, yours. why are you not yelling at your son? Your son was the one who did these things, you know, and it just, it put us into a really bad spot. Um, you know, like at that point, I was like, I will never step foot into their home, those parents' home ever, because um, they should never treat me like that. That was 
that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's so wild. Right, yeah. I had, so at the very first store that I worked at, though, and this wasn't employee theft, this was just brazen theft. This was yep. literally when Toy Story number one came out, and we had it sitting on a little stand right by the front, and these kids just ran in, grabbed, and ran right out the door. <laughs> I mean, it happened so fast. I didn't even know what just happened. Like, I'm watching it in slow-mo, but it felt like it was so fast. It was, oh, my God. Good movie, though. Good movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it, it, and it's you know, and, and you don't think sometimes, you know, like, that that kid that was your your brother's friend, you know, that's that's blatant theft too. I mean, he was mm -hmm. he was doing it in a shifty way. Um, what you know, I I we had a situation that actually, you know, it's one of those like things where it's like, of course the company, you know, cracked down on this, and of course the manager had to do this. But then when we found out later what was really going on, it was it was wild. So we this is in again in my group of like best friends that were there. So everybody and and I, and I don't, you know, this isn't to implicate, but when when Blockbuster did field destroy pulls, the the you know, the old mm -hmm. product that wasn't selling and you get rid of it. It's supposed mm -hmm. to go in a bag and go in the dumpster. Now I have not met an employee yet that has at least not taken one tape, you know, from that at, at some point. It just happens, right? It's gone. They're not doing anything with it. How people would go through the dumpster, you know, and sell them back to, you know, the local like Newbury Comics or whatever, too, which I still to this day go into comic shops and find old Salem blockbuster um, generic uh Pre-PBTs and stuff, but but anyway, doesn't make it right. It was against company policy, even if everyone was doing it. Well, a friend of mine had a lot of them. Now, all of them, it wasn't theft. Every single one of them was a defective thing or a you know field destroyed being thrown out. But he would take you know the garbage bags home, and you know he he had them all. So, worst possible perfect storm of events. Another employee uses their account this this employee that had these things to do like a, a fraudulent you know sell back and um you know take money you know kind of thing so this is a person that was not in our yeah. group of friends they use this guy's account knowing that he had a lot of these things at home and basically implicated him so when corporate came looking for him they went through this guy's account and went to his house. So of course my store manager oh. had to crack down on this guy. He had, you know, even though each of us had a onesie twosie of these things, it's like, no, like this isn't like a onesie twosie that I said was okay. You had bags upon bags of these things. What yeah. am I supposed to do? And there's all these fraudulent charges in your account. So he got, oh. you know, fired by the company. Yeah. And when a year later, when it finally came to light, what had actually happened, I do give my store manager a lot of credit. He went through corporate, made it good, you know, got that guy to return all of the product, you know, that and threw it away in the company and, and got him his job back. And I give him so much credit. Wow. He goes, he said, he goes, cause he shouldn't have had those, but as his store manager, I let him take the stuff home, you know? Yeah. So, but the other thing was not on it. And, and I give him a lot of credit. It's like, you know, it's it's looking at the thing like people, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. it's impossible to say you have a whole house full of stolen product technically and these fraudulent charges. What are what are you going to say? You haven't you. And he didn't argue. He said, you're right. I, I, I broke the rules. 
you know, but then they ended up getting him his job back. And I, I thought that was really cool that you know, I, I think it's amazing that he actually accepted getting his job back <laughs> because yeah. I would have been like, what, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah. uh, but, but it's, it's just, it, it's wild how, how many people took advantage. I, there was an assistant store manager who in the switching around of all of us, um, my store manager took on a new store that was having problems. The type of problems they had where they had really, really, really good numbers, but like all of their PVT poles got scanned and thrown in the back room and not put out for sale. So like he was doing half the work and all the numbers looked great, right? His assistant store manager, he said, he goes, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something not right about this guy. They ended up trading him for me as a part-time CSR to come and work for him because he wanted to see what would happen in the other store without him looking over it. Turned out the guy was taking rental PlayStation 2s and shoving them up in the ceiling between the back room and the um, customer bathroom. And then people would come in to use the bathroom and have a duffel bag or a backpack that the guy would have left in there for them. And they'd reach in over the ceiling so it was off camera and stuff the PS2s in it and go out the door. So we got rid of that guy. No Um, way. Yeah, and then then when they caught him, he confessed to $15,000 in stolen (gasps) product or something from both stores. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Oh, oh my god! And it's crazy, right? Like I never saw him take anything, so he was good at it. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. holy moly! And and that was a hard part as a store manager when you'd find out somebody under your nose yeah. was doing stuff like that. Because it's like mm-hmm. I work with this kid all day. How is he doing it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, the the first time that I had realized I had an employee stealing from me. I, I was devastated. I took it so personal. Like yep. we had, we had CDs in the store at that time. And oh, yeah, he yeah. was, he, yeah, he was pocketing the CDs. And I was just like, really, you know, you're, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was devastated. I just took it so personal. Um, but the, the store manager who I replaced, uh, the one that was writing or accepting the checks and then crediting off and then pocketing the extra cash. Oh. Um, it was kind of funny, a friend of mine and I, who, um, we met, we met in the store, um, we went into, we had found out that she was working at a competitor. It was called Planet (laughs) Planet Video. I don't know if, if that existed out by you or not, but. I have um, heard of Planet Video. Yeah. Only from doing this show. So. (laughs) So she was the store manager at that location or at, at that um, company. And, um, we went in and I swear like this, this is probably one of the the worst things that I had ever done just because I know how bad it would piss me off. But we went around and we, we relocated everything in the store (laughs) (laughs) and we pick up a, a, you know, clamshell of something and drop it somewhere else. And we pick something else up just because, Uh. oh my God. (laughs) But it, and oh, I just man. and to this day, like I know, like what you know, everything in my house has to be faced. They these the cans of soda in the refrigerator need to be faced. Yep. Like my cups in the in the cupboard need to be faced. So like doing this was it was probably more of an issue for me than it probably was for her. But the but the pure irony of it is Blockbuster ended up purchasing Planet Video. And so <laughs> she had to get fired a second time. 
from the same company. Oh, oh karma. Karma is a wonderful thing. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was hilarious. Um, and oh, I don't even think that they knew because it was franchised to corporate. So somebody in the franchise had to communicate to corporate that their new store manager was actually terminated from Blockbuster franchise for theft. So that's how she got like wow. Yeah. Well, she was not a nice person. I'll just leave it at no, that. No, yeah, we we had a lady um who's the only employee in that first group that that I didn't like. And the old situation, I mean, she was a single mother, so I can only imagine what led to stuff like this, but she was mm-hmm. she was an unpleasant person and yeah. I was I was the new CSR that everybody loved and she would make my drawer. So she counted my drawer that I'd take for the night on the night shift. And at the end of the night, I would all like they they started writing me up every time I closed after her for being nearly twenty dollars short. And I'm oh like, I God. I'm a math guy. Uh, okay, if, if I'm if I'm short a few bucks, that's fine. Twenty, always twenty. What's going on? So mm-hmm. I said to my I said to my store manager I was closing with, I go, I can guarantee you, he goes, I I I we all make mistakes. No one's drawer is ever perfect. You know, we all make mistakes. I go, but sure. 20 bucks. I said, let's throw a 20 in there. Cause because they were starting to get on my my other friend who was the closing manager. And again, he wasn't great with money. His biggest, his biggest downside was that he was really slow to count the money. And so maybe there were, but I said, I go for the sake of this guy and the sake of me, let's see. So we, we, we threw in a 20 in the drawer without counting it and then counted it at the end of the night. And it was exactly, it was perfect. So we're like, okay. So then they left an extra 20 in a drawer and, and, you know, made it. So that was the one coming to me. And by the time we counted it, it was exact again. And so like, oh, we caught her red handed and she was doing that every night I worked. Oh my gosh. And it was just 20 bucks. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, so it's dope. like, and, and it's so sad. Cause it's like, I mean, any one of us, if she, you know, if you need 20 bucks, you know, you're a single mom, we'll give you 20 bucks. You know, you need 50 bucks. You know what I mean? What, but it's the, how, how bad is it when you have to let and, and target it so much, like no one else's drawers. Yeah. Were she was targeting the 17 year old kid that everybody yeah. liked. Cause she knew that, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt me in the long run. And it's like, ah, uh, like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yep. I was, I was, I was, I was pleased the day that the, 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 the day that they fired her for that. Cause it's um, like, that's gummy, you know? And, and I mm-hmm. feel bad, you know, she, I think she ended up getting a job at the ground round right around the corner or something. I'm mm-hmm. sure ended up doing fine. Oh. So let me ask you though, since we're talking about cash, do you always face all of your money? Uh, every okay. single time, every <laughs> single time. I swear yep. these are the things that you learn, you know, like everything had to be. It's involuntary. It is. I, it is. I go in, I go when we've gone shopping, like on black Friday and the DVD sections of stores and everything get destroyed. I spend, mm-hmm. you know, if my mm-hmm. wife leaves me alone to look for a movie, it's like, Oh, I just arranged all of Terminator Genesis. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My husband would yell at me for that. Cause I would do the same. Like if, if at the grocery store, somebody 
you know, left a bag of peas in the in the cereal aisle. I'd pick it up and I'd walk it over to the frozen section. He's like, this isn't your store, Janessa. Why are you doing this? And like, but, but it's, it is my it's store. in the wrong is my store. <laughs> it's in the wrong spot. It's gonna melt. You know, whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I would. And apparently yeah. this isn't this isn't just us, even though I I I think since Blockbuster was a very specific, very same product, it just it but my, my wife um did uh she was she was um a bagger and uh one one of her like jobs she had for a long time was a bagger at a grocery store, but like she was very meticulous, like she knew all the codes without having to look. So like oh. if we're if we're in line at a grocery store at the store, like the company she used to work for, like someone will get a peach and it won't have the sticker on it. She goes, That's two five nine four. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. She was like, it's two five nine four. Don't even look. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I I feel like I have fallen off that wagon significantly since I don't work there anymore. But I used to not watch TV. I would only watch movies. Like, yep. you know, you obviously have a lot to bring home. But my parents would laugh because I'd walk in to their living room or whatever and i'd see like five seconds of a movie and i'm like oh you're watching blah 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 I'm like how do you know that how how did you do that um and and you just you just knew like even if i hadn't seen it because i would always pick up the back of them and read yep. and you know just so that i would know about the movies um but yeah i mean it's unfortunate because i've i've totally fallen off the the movie watching uh bit as I continue to age, <laughs> so oh, it happens. But, uh, I, it, it definitely happens, and it's it's a bummer. But like, get me and those people I used to work with together, and all of our significant others just look in their eyes roll and they go, "Well, we'll see them in a few hours," and we yeah. just the conversations continue. Like, it's so funny. Did you ever play the game? Seen it? Yo, did I ever play it? <laughs> I've got a shelf full of <laughs> different versions of it. Question. <laughs> Have you My, played the Blockbuster game? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Have you Have you heard of it? You know it exists. Yeah, I have. I have. So what What is it? What does it do though? Like I didn't even know what what it's, it would do. It's It's wonderful. So I don't have it in front of me. So I'll get I'll get some part of it wrong. I know because it's. But what it is is it you you randomly are dealt movies, and the idea is you need to collect a movie from every genre. So they have like horror comedy, this, yeah. but you get a hand of them. We, you, you, you're on a team. So it's kind of like, um, like it has a charades bit to it and it has this, but you've got a slot of either three or I think it's three slots in front of you. And the other team has three slots in front of them. And there's a bit where like, you can, you can mess them up by taking the three hardest ones in your hand and swapping them with theirs. Cause you got the upper hand. But the idea is they have a hand of cards and they have to put one down in um oh no you actually the the people who have the upper hand get to put down all six cards so you have to set up the charades and everything. so one of them is charades one of them is describe the movie in one word and your teammate has to get it and the other is do a quote do you know what i mean um, and yes. you 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 basically just have to complete them and if you get your three right if you're the team with the upper hand you then can go through the other side too so oh as you goodness. can end up and then it's just back and forth like that. And there's like a lightning round where, you know, it'll, you'll pick up a card and say um, it has a buzzer and it's a really clever buzzer. Cause if you hit it once real hard, 
like hold it for a bit, it goes to the lightning round version of the buzzer. So it's real quick. And the idea is you hit it and you have to chime in. And so it'll say like name movies with robots in them. And you have to go back and forth until someone can't. You know oh what God. I mean? I want to do this now. It's such a great game. And I mean, in the, you know, it, it was a, a game, a company called Big Potato Games, I guess, out of Oregon, made it in conjunction with The Last Store. And so I bought my copy from The Last Store. So since it looks like a VHS cassette and a clamshell, yeah. they sent yeah. it to me with the price sticker on it and everything. And oh, I'm like, oh, it. this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. Oh, but no, I, I, I highly recommend it. You know, th- that's All the right, biggest that. thing I think. I think the big, and you can get it at Target, you know, yeah, and it's not like yeah. it's hard to find. I just, I was like, what are we playing? Like checkout or what? what no, it's, 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 it's like seeing it. It's, it's, it's basically yeah, a trivia. Perfect. Game. Love it. Yeah. But yeah. nobody's going to want to play with my husband and I, because we'll, we'll get them all. Well, that's what we usually split up. So if it's, if it's me and my wife, um, and other, you know, you get two blockbuster folk in the group. You just one of them goes on each team, and then the other people. Because mm-hmm. you put, you yeah, got you put me and my, it. you put, you put me and my brother together. It's done. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that. I will. Oh no, absolutely, of course, absolutely. So, so I, I don't want to keep you forever, and I do need to get back to work. But I, I just wanted to say thank you so much again. Um, the I love doing this show and it's been a little bit since I've gotten, you know, it's a niche thing, but plenty of us worked for, for video rental. And I, I I hope you had fun um, being nostalgic with me. for a little bit. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. And like I said, you'll, you'll, you'll get to hear this before anyone else. So, you know, make sure that it, it represents you as much as it, as it should. And, um, Please, you're welcome to be back on anytime and spread the word. I, I love, I love, and getting the getting the corporate side of it too is is a side I never had. You know the 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 upper uh, the upper office side of it. So I really appreciate that. Well, I'm friends with some district managers, or excuse me, former district managers, so we can certainly share it with them and see if cool. they maybe want to join you. I with without saying a name, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have spoken through Facebook Messenger with somebody very, very, very high up um, who, who who still is in the world of the living. And they are a huge fan of my show and said, you know, their time with Blockbuster is done. They've said enough, um, mm-hmm. but they really like people carrying on the nostalgia. It would, it would be an honor to have them on as a guest, but just to hear those kind words made me so happy. They're just yeah. like, they go, anything more I can say is just going to bring up the debate again, you know? And it's just like, uh, uh, you know, of, of what went wrong with the company. And they're yeah. like, I'm, you know, I'd rather let you people that have a positive spin, just keep having it. And I'm like, that's fine. But the kind yeah. words, and again, they reached out to me. Like, I guess somebody shared the show and they just, we want you to know that this is just such a great show. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. All right, mm-hmm. cool. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, it was such a huge part of everybody's lives. And I, yep. Even if you, you work there for a hot minute, it, it still had an impact. So the world, the world is definitely a much different place without it. And um, I really hope the movie industry, as far as movie theaters are concerned, <laughs> can find a way to adapt and, and make it by because I fear that they're going to be in yep. the same boat um, yep. pretty soon if, if they don't learn to uh, if they don't learn a way to, to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's so costly. I mean, 
Yeah, and it's and it's hard with what we're dealing with here too. So it's, yeah, it's, it's that, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so thank you again. Um, again, this is Talkbuster. This has been uh, Chris, and uh, you know, tell people who you are again. Janessa with uh, former star manager, former regional assistant. Cool, and and hopefully you'll you'll stumble upon both of us on the Blockbuster uh, um, fan pages and. Um, you know, like I said, open invitation. Uh, th thank you for listening. Thank you for being a guest. And thank you all for making it a talk buster or day or whenever you're listening. And please be kind. Rewind. Thanks, guys. Thank you.